Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Reza- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where, do you, where do you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your best friend. I am delighted to welcome back my guest who I will bring in in a moment. But first, I must catch up with Tony Thaxton, the bad boy of podcasting. That's right. Hello. How's it going? It is going all right. You know, we were talking uh, before we started rolling about adjusting back into uh, life and uh, combine that with getting older now. And yesterday I was I was out a lot yesterday, and I stopped and got some lunch alone. And I I sat at the bar at a place. I was like, you know what? I'll get it. I'll have a mm-hmm. beer or two during my lunch. Had two beers with my lunch, and my day was then done at three p.m. And uh, yeah, just went home and laid on the couch all night. Yeah. And uh, and then guess what time I got up today? Um. It, is this under the heading of you being now? Is this more like you're a lazy sack of shit, or is it like you're really growing into old person status? Because if it's the latter, I'm going to say you got up at like six a.m. If it's the former, I'm going to say eleven a.m. Well, it was it was more so that uh, yes, getting older, but also just uh, totally screwed up with with just schedule and all that. So yeah, I, I woke up at five a.m. today. Oh no, yeah. and mm-hmm. you couldn't go back to sleep. No. Did you do your take a shower immediately and then put your shoes on thing? Of course. You you were shod at like 5.20 a.m.? Yeah. Well, and I was especially excited because brand new shoes today, too. Ooh. So, let me see one of those bad boys. They're the exact same as what I had. They're just new ones. But they're so spiffy. Right? Those are Chuck Taylors, right? Leather Chuck Taylors. I didn't even think they were leather. <laughs> they looked like canvas to me. Yeah, but now really? that you pointed out... You've really gone up a few notches in my book, Tony. The, uh, the nice work. ones last a little longer, mm. I find. So. so your other ones were leather, too. Yeah. I retweeted something, and I don't normally retweet something that's just pushing people to buy something, unless it has to do with me. But <laughs> <laughs> GQ published an article that said, <laughs> looking for a new pair of burly lace-ups. <laughs> Burly lace There was about a, do- a bunch of Doc Martens that are on sale. Okay. But um, I retweeted it and I just wrote, anyone looking for some burly lace-ups? Because <laughs> I can't stop laughing at burly lace-ups. That's a weird combination of words. Yeah. Like yeah. the person who wrote that, were they saying it in a semi-joking manner? I want to say yes, but I'm going with probably not. I, I did this news story um, a long time ago in New York on when I, start, when I was doing some news stuff 
on the news. Uh, <laughs> Good place to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was doing it. Uh, it was a package. And it was my very first one. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And it was about these jazz nights at the Rose Center in New York. And I, the intro I wrote was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And by the way, th- there's no way anyone can find this anywhere. So I don't know why I am choosing to dredge it up and embarrass myself. But it was like, what's that delicious scronk? <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, it was just like making fun of the way jazz people talk. Mm. But like, what's that? Something, something. What's that delicious? Like, I hate when musical things are described as delicious anyway. But it just came off as me genuinely using these words. Right. And it sounded ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So person who wrote burly lace-ups, <laughs> let me be a cautionary tale. Tony, I have two things to tell you. Okay. Start with the first one. I'll start with number one. Thank you. Good reminder. Um, Are you sitting down? Yes. (laughs) I voluntarily invited insects into my home in the form of, or rather I allowed them to come in my home because our babysitter, her mom is all about monarch butterflies and has all these like caterpillars that turn into butterflies. Mm-hmm. This is a big popular thing that happened during the pandemic uh, where people would buy caterpillars or they would buy chrysalises or chrysalis or whatever they are and then like watch the life cycle of this. A lot of parents of kids I know mm-hmm. did this and like told me where to send away and we didn't though because, you know, I don't need more insects in my life. Yeah. But anyway, she brought some over in this like mesh it's like a milkweed plant in a mesh thing. And then there were a couple of cr- two almost butterflies and then two caterpillars in there. Mm-hmm. And I, at the beginning, I was checking it so frequently to make sure the caterpillars are still in there because uh-huh. I don't want to find one right. in my bathroom. Right. But anyway, the, ca- the butterflies hatched. Or came mm. out of their crystal. I think I don't know if it's called hatching or not. What's a butterfly? But anyway, that was very cool. And I even let one crawl on my hand. And then Elliot was super into it. And then the two fat caterpillars. There was a little slit in the top, and I I took some paper and put it over the top, just to, in the same way that you're like, don't roofie my drink. It was like, don't think of escaping <laughs> this thing. Smart. Um, and then one morning they were just in these little like it looks like a green pill capsule, just dangling from the top. And that's a chrysalis. It's the thing that they turn into a butterfly into. Crazy. In. Uh, a lot of prepositions happening. <laughs> and it was like opaque green at the beginning. I really, I wish I, I'm sure that I could find a video of time lapse because it's like I went, when I went to bed, they were caterpillars. And in the morning, they were in this little capsule thing. Mm-hmm. So how did it happen? When and how? And then now I'm it's not smart enough to give that answer. They're like shimmying a tiny bit and it's sort of turning translucent. And apparently soon you'll be able to see the wings through there. It's really it's quite fascinating. I didn't yeah. think I would ever say this about insects. You know where I stand on insects. Yeah. I don't like them. And the other thing, big news. Then we're going to bring in the guest because I already feel guilty <laughs> that I've made them wait in the green room while I share this important news. <laughs> Tony, I think I'm over my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you going buzz cut? (laughs) No, I'm nothing that severe. By the way, I've had the exact same hair for a really long time. And Mm -hmm. I like every five to six years, I'm over it and I'm thinking of cutting it, but I'd never do. Uh 
Um, I just feel like it's time for something new. The pandemic and also the five year, every five year cycle, it's, it's upon right, me. Right. And I'm just tired of it. And I went to some almost abusive hair people for the first many years of my life. And they would always be like, your long hair, it's not doing anything for you. It's just like a big triangle. <laughs> and then, wow. yeah. And then they would tell me they would leave it long and I would leave there with hair just a little bit past my shoulders, the length that they call long, but it's not, it's medium. Years and years, this would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see them anymore, though. So now I go to people who let me keep my triangle. But t- today, I was I both looking at pictures and looking in the mirror, and I'm like, it is a big triangle that is not doing anything for me. So how is it a triangle? I'm, well, I'm I just feel triangle. like I've got this teeny tiny little head, and then it just <laughs> it's very flat. So I've got I've got lack of volume happening, and then it just okay. comes down here, and it's just kind of cunt. Kind of, <laughs> Cut blunt, cut <laughs> blunt. There's not enough layers, I guess. Um, and it just feels like in some pictures, I just feel like it's like a real sort of elongated triangle. All right. I, I literally have no idea how to respond to that. I know. You, I, I don't expect I, it. Look, ooh, I'm going to put you on the spot, though. What do you think, Tony? What do I think? What? <laughs> but if you should cut your hair? Yes. If you, that's what you, you want? look so scared. <laughs> Why should I? I wasn't sure what the question was. I wasn't sure what I was asking. I will accept any answer. If you want to cut your hair, cut your hair. It's your hair. I support. <laughs> Why? Do you, you want me to cut it? Is that what we're getting at? I don't know, but the a, a level of fear in your eyes, like I, your eyeballs are like glistening with fear, and they're very wide right now. Look, I've had like a year and a half of no one hardly asking anything out of me. So, oh, you know. so it's just it's just the conversation is overwhelming. It's not specifically feeling like when a woman asks you about her hair, it's a trap. Well, I mean, it doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I am overjoyed to welcome back to the podcast comedian, writer, musician, kind of a big wig behind the scenes in Hollywood. She's giggling, but it's true. It's Eliza Skinner. Hello and Yay! welcome back. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I've um, got a lot of questions about your hair. Okay. Yes. Uh, first of all, yeah. I mean, it's iconic. That's a big... You're talking about a big change here. Yeah. Um, what do you see? Are you talk? Are you thinking Bob? Are you thinking I don't know? Just not this weight. It's hot. Like I will tell you, and thank you for asking this important and probing question. In my mind, when I imagine myself being successful in Hollywood, Ooh, and it's a vignette. Okay. It is a vignette. All right. Of You're like, in a power suit. Are you on a phone on a treadmill? No, <laughs> I am going in to a building and I'm pitching something successfully and then I'm coming out and I'm waiting for them to bring my car around and it's a clean car. Oh. It's a clean inside and car. Outside? I hadn't thought about the inside yet, but okay. yes, yes. But it's just me. It's mostly just about me going in or out of the office, success mm-hmm. swirling about me. Mm-hmm. And in this vision, my hair is like, it's a little bit it's a few inches past my shoulders, and I think it's it's I think it is a blunt cut at that point. Okay, because when I when I like my hair long, mm-hmm. it 
looks thick and there's multiple layers happening. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ooh, mm-hmm. look at all that hair, which I don't yeah, have yeah, all yeah, that yeah, hair, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. like the idea of like oodles yeah. of hair. The shorter you go, the, the thicker your hair looks. Right. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um, I and, and the hair you're describing, that's still long. It's just not as long as Correct. your current hair. Yeah. I think what you could do, mm-hmm. go a couple inches even shorter than what you're thinking of, because as we have learned in this last year, hair grows. Yes. Right? It's going to be where you want it to be in just a couple of months. And before that, you get to kind of play around with, oh, this is what it's like even shorter. Maybe like a long bob. And I'm not yeah. going to say a lob, but maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that's just marketing. Lob. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I say try it out. I think I have – this is this – is, this is where my head is with this. Mm-hmm. I think I have this idea that, like, you can only get away with long hair till a certain age. See, that's what they want you to think. You can keep your long right. hair. Look at Maria sure. Shriver has a whole. She's like long hair. Don't care till I die. She. I, I mean, I think is that one of her captions? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. First no, of all, I'm, right, I'm worried that she's dead now. No, um, she's, she's alive. Okay. Yeah. And also, I'm worried that she's cut her hair, and I just didn't notice. But she's. No, I, feel she's like, seemed, I feel like she's alive with long hair. Yeah, she's like talked about that, and bit, not that Maria Shriver is important to me, but <laughs> I. But I, she's the first person I was like, hey, that's true. They, I think well, she might be important to Tony though, because he knew instantly that she that was she's still, still alive. alive. Oh yeah. Um, I follow her blog. <laughs> it's called Jawline. Um, I yeah, and, and I think that's not fair. You can rock any look, bold lip, long hair, you know, right. your whole life. Okay, do it. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought of it. You're not retiring the hair. You're changing it. Yeah, but I think the idea is once you go short for some reason, you never, it never, you never go back. And I don't really know what that is. That's just me letting them dictate no. what I do with my hair. No, yeah, that's the patriarchy. It is the patriarchy, and it's my own internalized patriarchy. Yeah. Also, by the way, I think uh, burly lace-ups. That's got to be a poetry MFA. Yes. That's someone with a poetry MFA who's like, I don't enjoy this marketing mm-hmm. job. But I'm going to do what I can. Right. Or I guess uh, writing for GQ. No, it was the tweet, though, right? It was. Yes. It. Yes. It. it may because it wasn't the headline. Have, it was see, like. There we go. The it marketing. was someone who is yep. getting a degree at Iowa mm-hmm. and is has taken this social media manager job at GQ. Yep. And, and it's now they like, like. They like, quote unquote, playing with words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Tony, I am getting up so early. Yeah. And I'm loving it. I'm on old people time. What is your old people time schedule? Oh, it's like it's it's like six o'clock now. Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm I'll usually be like, like seven, but today was yeah a, a special. Yeah, day. yeah, I'll like sleep until seven. Uh, but it and it's weird. And at first, I was like, "There's something wrong with me." And then I was like, "No, nah, you know what? I like it. I'm getting stuff done." If you get something done by ten a.m., yes. Oh my god, you can be a complete asshole the rest of the day. <laughs> you can there just have to sit around like a shit bag. And you feel fine about it. There was a period of time where I was going to sleep at 10 and getting up at like five or six. And it was it was only because I had to because I had a baby that demanded that at the time. Yeah. Um, but I was so pretty high on life for a little. I was like, this is how they do it. Mm-hmm. This is how successful people feel. And I even didn't even have my successful hair, but I felt <laughs> successful. Yeah. And then by 1230, I'd be like, I'm done. Yeah. I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, I feel a lot more relaxed early in the morning yeah. like i don't feel like the You're world is screaming up. at me mm-hmm. yeah and and playing catch up and like what am i even doing with myself i'm like right. well i have this whole day it's so long i got all kinds yes. of time to do something with myself i now have to get up early because my four-year-old just started preschool and he has to be there at eight forty-five. Mm-hmm. um so it there's 
we're getting up, I think, earlier than we need to because still trying to figure out the routine of getting out the door. But prior to that, I was sleeping in and I did wake up with this, you know, and I'd look at my phone and there's all these emails that yeah I've already no. missed. And yeah, I felt like a real, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real yeah. asshole, but relaxed. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are different ways of relaxing. Yeah. Different people. What time are you going to sleep if you're getting up at six? Oh, oh embarrassingly early. That's where it's, <laughs> that's where it's bad. Um, I'm going to bed like 9.30 sometimes, 10. I like that. I'm just done. I don't yeah. have anything else to, yeah. I'm like, well, this is it, you know. Um, and then I cross my arms and I die. No, I, <laughs> I just go to sleep. Um, cause I realized I was staying up super late and I'm like for what yes I've watched all the things (laughs) I've finished Netflix uh I can just go to sleep and get good sleep and then wake up and do stuff it's so it's so dorky it's very dorky um but I like it David Huntsberger who is a frequent Thursday guest on my show described it as a power move because he's like you're just being like I'm ready to be done with this day yeah. And that actually co- goes through my mind sometimes on the nights where I decide to go to bed earlier. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Also, we'll see. I was waiting to get like tackled with tiredness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be like up doing stuff and just waiting for sleep to be like, I gotcha. And, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> and I found if I'm like fine and lay down in bed and like turn on a podcast or even, oh my gosh, read a book, I'm instantly tired and I fall asleep. I had no idea. I honestly did not know how to put put myself to bed as an adult. Do you feel like you're living your best life? Because what you're describing Oh, sounds... no, I might be depressed. Okay. I could also be <laughs> depressed. That could be creeping in at the edges. But this way of handling it is good. Um, I only laughed because I identified. I wasn't <laughs> laughing at you. But... Yeah, and it's something I think when I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, is it? Am I okay? <laughs> well, I'm happy. The dog's happy. I'm getting better sleep. We're all fine. But you're getting up early. Yeah. And I feel like depression... Well, I don't want to say what depression looks like. You know yourself. (laughs) But the true... Yeah, like a more severe depression will be sleeping around the clock. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just... Yeah, I I, I think, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like done with the day, Mm -hmm. as you said. How how has your pandemic been? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not awesome. But, there, you know, I think like so many people... There are things that are like, that was, that is good. And it feels Mm -hmm. weird to be like, that was good while a lot of people were dying. But like, uh, I, for about six months of it, I moved to Denver and was living with my boyfriend there who I had started dating long distance in the pandemic. We never would have, I don't want to say never, but I don't think we would have gotten together Mm -hmm. without it. And I definitely wouldn't have had the opportunity to just leave for six months and live in his house. Um, but yeah, so that was good. How'd you meet? We met in comedy. He's a comedian also. So I'd known him for a long time. But then when the pandemic started, we started, he asked me to do a weekly online uh, role-playing game based on the um, the Alien franchise. And so every Thursday night, we would have this little Zoom role-playing game uh, with a bunch of people. And then we just started chatting more than that and like kind of trying to work on movie idea projects, you know, like workaholic stuff (laughs) where it's like we're working on projects we can't say that we're kind of dating um yeah and then we started watching movies together um over the phone oh that's so cute yeah yeah and (laughs) and then finally i was like all right well i think we we were doing this and we couldn't really you know visit and do much but i went out there to um 
to make a haunted house in he's got a like an old stable in his backyard very colorado <laughs> um and i uh, went out there to help him put together a uh, haunted house for his daughter for halloween oh and because you know they couldn't trick-or-treat and i was supposed to be for like two weeks and i stayed for like six months I mean, this is like a romantic comedy. Yeah, well, when it it was overboard, honestly, without the <laughs> without the non consensual um, uh, kidnapping right. aspect. Um, but yeah, yeah. Did you literally stay for six months mm-hmm. when you intended to go for two weeks? Yeah, because that just the questions I have are like, but you didn't have all your stuff, and did, did you have plants have stuff. that needed care I in had your a old cat place that and, needed care? So what happened? Place. I just left a can of food out for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> They they're scrappy. They fend for yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. He was fine. He he started an MLM. He's great. No, I had a friend who um wa- was needed a place to stay. Also, she like needed to get out of her situation. Um, and so I was like, hey, do you want to stay with my cat for a couple of weeks? And then she didn't have another place to go to. She oh, was like, perfect. that'll just help me out, and then I'll figure it out. And so I kept extending it because it didn't feel like I should be going back and forth Mm -hmm. and then things were getting the news was like things were getting worse and worse in la and i was like maybe i just stay here i don't have any reason to go back there and he'd be like yeah do it do it stay (laughs) so uh, i would just be like would you be okay with like another stay another month and she'd be like absolutely that i'm stoked so what made you finally come back um it, it is hard to live out of a suitcase for that long um and to just be surrounded by someone else's stuff Mm -hmm. i mean i love him he's great good stuff but it it just doesn't feel like a reflection of you and walking into my own place when i got back i was like oh yeah this is me this is my these are my little posters and my magnets and they they tell the story of who i know myself to be and in a weird like a year like this it was like i think especially like floaty like who am i Mm -hmm. what do i do and so i got to the point where I, i just needed that I know exactly what you mean because I've definitely had moments of being away like on an extended trip and thinking like I could just do this forever mm-hmm. and I'd, I kind of don't even want to go home mm-hmm. and then getting home and and feeling something that I had forgotten I was capable of feeling like mm-hmm. just very very homey uh that was not very articulate what happened where, where was boo <laughs> during all this boo went with me um boo my dog boo went with me to colorado and he my boyfriend has two giant huskies so that was its own Uh, weird this is not romantic comedy but movie this explains the the uh the dogs that i was seeing or Mm -hmm. i thought it was just one dog yes it's like the olsen twins of dogs exactly they're very similar huskies you know (laughs) they're 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 not twins but they're twins yes yeah uh, on your social media so I saw them yeah 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 yeah. and uh, it was funny because they they have a huge prey drive which is why I you know I can't have my cat there mm-hmm. um, but they get that he's a dog but they but he they're so big he'll get a little bit nervous and, and growl at them and so they just sort of act like who's this little weirdo <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't go near the couch he's I think that's his now but he also softened the rules in the house because they were not allowed on the couch. They were not allowed on the bed. But Boo was like, I am. And <laughs> they were like, what the what the hell? This this guy gets to get up there? And so suddenly they were uh, all over the place. I was like, well, see, you, you got to like him. You, you, you dog's got to like him. He, yeah. He's giving you privileges you didn't have before him. Uh, how does your boyfriend feel about this loosening of the rules? He's fine with it. I mean, he refers to himself as a husky butler. 
Like they already <laughs> ran the house. It was like the last vestige of, okay, not on the couch. And right. Now, yeah, they, one of them just like, you, they should, they'll, they'll take the beds and they are, it's not like, like my dog is little. Mm-hmm. And so like when he's like in the middle of the bed and it's like, oh, I could scooch him to the side. A husky? Nope. Yeah. No, you're like, I guess I sleep just outside. I don't know <laughs> where I'm going to be tonight. Tony, does Bentley have rules? Yeah. Uh, he's. <laughs> I'm trying to like think of a specific. I try to. I let him on the couch. I try to not let him jump off of the couch just because Frenchies hmm. can be known to have oh, a lot bad of like, hip problems mm-hmm. and back problems. Yeah. yeah, but he tends to slip down before I can do anything about it. Though a lot. So that's that's. I feel like that's the main one I've tried. I considered not letting him on the couch, but it's just it's too hard to like. I'm like I wanted that's half the reason I got the dog. <laughs> Yeah, people are like, don't let us sleep in the bed. And I'm like, I got a dog. Yeah. That's what he's for. Right. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Um, he rolls another dog's pee all day. <laughs> and then I let him in my bed. What's yep. the problem? <laughs> yeah. With our first dog, we didn't let him sleep in our bed. Although there were a few times that I did. But for the most part, we didn't. And then with Wendy from the second she got here. Actually, I think maybe we tried well, for a she's second. A Spaniel. But, yeah. That's what they're for. Yes. They well, were, so that's the thing is like, it's so, I just love it. It's so nice. They're it's, bred to be cuddle yeah. bugs. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Boo is supposedly part Spaniel, part oh, yeah. Pomeranian. Yeah. Which is part of why I was interested in him. Because I was like, I want somebody who's going to hang out and watch TV with me. <laughs> He's so cute. That's what I do. When did you get him? I got him February 21st. So right before the pandemic last year, which a lot of people were like, hey, you planned that great. And I'm like, if you think I planned this, <laughs> you should all be very upset questions. with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not plan this. Uh, I just like I had, you know, I, had, I made Earth to Ned last year and uh, which is the Disney show that I was running. And then I did the um, Independent Spirit Awards. Mm-hmm. And Emmy nominated. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and in between the two, I did um, Free Shell of Supreme on Broadway. And so I just, I'd been busy. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of time off. I'm going to figure out what I want to do next. That's, I think I've like got enough job security in general that I'll be able to make enough money to pay to take care of a dog. Mm-hmm. So I think I can finally do it. So I got the dog. And then the whole world was like, you should stay home with him <laughs> forever. So that's what I've been doing. But you were saying that he is handling you leaving him better than you expected? No, worse. worse. Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, everybody's like, oh, my dog is so upset that I'm like, I, I, he's not, he doesn't love it that I leave. I am not good about mm-hmm. it i i feel like nervous when i'm not with him because i'm so used to being with him what are you nervous about that he's gonna die while i'm not there i had this fear i have had this fear before like this dog is gonna choke on yep. her toy yep or yep. something like that yeah he's gonna find something yeah. that i didn't I, like I, i'll find some like dropped needle and try to eat it and die yeah. and I'll come home to the You should stop dropping needles. I, well, I can't help it. That's what I, I, I juggle needles. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to start a TikTok. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal for me. Um, but yeah. Is he confined at all or no? No, and that's what my boyfriend is like, just get him a crate. You won't freak out so mm-hmm. much. And I'm like, I like it. I'm fine. <laughs> or even... Um, like a, a puppy gate. I don't know how high he yeah. can jump. But there you could Not gate or... Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I could... I should. I will. I will. 
they're just aesthetically. I know. It's not ideal. Yeah, yeah. it's not my look, but <laughs> I'll see if I can find some well-designed ones. They say, the dog trainers say, that the do- a dog prefers having a smaller area yeah, because they, they don't like feel yeah, responsible for the whole place. But I don't know. Yeah, I, It's also similarly like it's more humane to neuter and spay them, which I'm fully on board with. However, I have always felt like, well, let's find out how let's get a dog's opinion because they <laughs> might not be so on board with this. Yeah. I mean, I think who knows? I mean, it's all it's all imagination and yeah. as far as that goes. But I do kind of feel like I, I thought that I thought about this a bunch with like, with cats because I had to uh, I had a cat that we adopted in college and we didn't get her spayed because we're Mm -hmm. stupid college kids and we didn't know what to do and she started going into heat and we were like oh no we got to do something about this and then got her spayed and i was like oh man that was a nice thing to do for her because she seemed unhappy Mm -hmm. she just like when she was in heat she was just like i want something and i don't know what it is (laughs) but i want it real bad and i think (laughs) any of these dudes you guys bring over to the house might have it (laughs) and we're like oh no So it felt like it was just like, oh, she didn't have to worry about whatever this is that she didn't even totally understand, I don't think. so. The pathos of this cat <laughs> needing this thing. Yeah. This like, thing being to be impregnated, yes? Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it, it really thought that far, but to be railed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The like, D. Yeah, she'd like roll around on the ground and be like, oh, yeah. And uh, seriously, especially when dudes would come over. That's so interesting. And uh, an upsetting sort of. Yeah, I, I had a I had a friend from college who was talking who I was talking about it like a year or two ago with me, and he was he was like, yeah, I remember coming over and, and trying to have a conversation with you, and you and your cat was just like being pornographic on the ground <laughs> next to us. I'm like, yeah, I guess we were just sort of used to it, <laughs> but we did what, end up getting her spade. What happened to that cat? Uh, she lived with one of my roommates for the rest of her life after we all graduated and had a nice little cat old age and uh, then went into the great beyond. Well, she was always scared of bathrooms. Hmm. Yeah. Pants. Her name was Pants. Oh, Pants. So was her litter box not in a bathroom then? No. Yeah. I think we had it like in the hallway or like under the stairs or something. So speaking of bathrooms, can I ask you about the whole slip and slide thing? Oh, boy. Do you not want to talk about it? Sure. Yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think technically my NDA is like about the 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 like creative of the show, uh-huh. <laughs> not about the canceling of yeah, it. Yeah, what happened to diarrhea? It, well, yeah, giardia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to admit, and I'm not proud. I was not aware of this whole thing, mm-hmm. but I did look at um, your social social media, and I saw lots of tweets. And then I was talking to Greg Heller, who he thinks you're just the bee's knees. Oh, I think he's great. Um, and I said that I'm talking to Eliza Skinner today, and he's like, "Are you going to ask her about blah blah blah?" And I said. Probably, I don't even, I don't know what this is. What I don't, I don't know mm-hmm, the story mm-hmm, though. And mm-hmm. he's like, if someone could say this through text, it was like, oh my god, where have you been? How did you not know it went viral? Yeah. It was trending, da da da. So then I googled. So now I'm yeah, up on yeah. it. But I don't anyway, think I know this. So oh okay. my god, should we call Greg and have him shame you? Oh my god, Tony, don't you even have eyes or ears? Are you even on Twitter? Maybe your trending function is not working. Oh my god. <laughs> It was viral. Oh, my he's God. Like, just like Greg. It's crazy. Oh, my God. I can't do his voice, but. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. 
perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so fill us in. Okay. So, um, there's a show called Ultimate Slip and Slide being made for NBC. Um, and halfway through the production of it, it had to be paused and then eventually like shut down and, and that, that location got entirely wrapped, uh, because so many of the crew members came down with Giardia. Uh, they still have not figured out where that came from. Is that like a, mi- it's a microscopic parasite mm-hmm. that causes diarrhea, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, intestinal distress, including mm-hmm. diarrhea. Um, and yeah, it, I didn't get sick from it, but it, leading up to it, it was like a lot of people really, really sick. And, and it's, you know, they were like, they had like fevers and it was scary. They were like really freaked out. So mm. all the articles that were like, explosive diarrhea. It, yeah. <laughs> and like with the bad photo, people, the, the photoshops that those articles used, people have referred to t- as photos to me. They were like, really? Because from the photos, it looked like they were slipping around a diarrhea. Like, no, no, that's not what happened. That never happened. Uh, it was just like a bunch of sick people on yeah. a set and then and their job got, their jobs got taken away from them. It sucks. Um, I read that people were collapsing. Is that true? I didn't see that, but I was also in my writer's trailer mm-hmm. the whole time, which was why I, you know, didn't, probably is why I didn't get sick. Right. Um, but, uh, but definitely nothing happened on any of the slides or in any of the water. And they tested like everything, you know, couldn't really figure out where it was. It was, didn't, they didn't find it in any of the like obvious places. What I read, but again, like maybe people were collapsing. I don't know. But when I read that, I was like, that sounds exaggerated. Um, but that initially everything tested negative, but then some further test did come back positive of the water. I don't know. They found it in surrounding areas of the set. So we were shooting out on this like big um, uh, uh, ranch. In Ventura, right? Uh, Simi Valley. Uh, Yeah. So it was, um, so someplace in that, like in it, and it's out there is really hot and dusty Mm -hmm. and windy. And so, Anything that's on the ground is blowing around in the air. Yeah. So I, it's it, as far as I know, it hasn't really they haven't really figured it out. And like the show actually is not canceled. Um, I don't know what is happening with it, um, but I know that the people who are making it like cared a lot about it and are, are, are trying to see if something can be done because you know it's, it's hosted by Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches. It's like got a lot of funny. Sounds really stuff cool. in it. Yeah, it's just like, and I don't think that it's a result. Of, I mean, I feel like I'm like a spokesperson for it. I don't know, uh, but it's like I don't think there was like a negligence thing, at least not on the part of the producers. Mm-hmm. As far as I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be some sort of corporate show, but like, well, it doesn't sound like it. So yeah, I think it was just sort of like a freak thing that mm-hmm. sucked really bad. Yeah. Um, like yeah, talking to some of the other people at the time, they were they were freaked out. Um, and especially, you know, with COVID happening, and right? We're we're being COVID tested every three days, and we're getting our temperature checked when we walk in. It's just like, you know, every it's a hair trigger for everybody. Any kind of sickness. So it's not because I thought it, I think it's being reported as if it's being can it has been canceled. They're not moving forward. It's not in production now, and but I I think I don't know. Maybe it's just like the term canceled is for shows that have been on the mm-hmm. air but but you think I, it but you think it might happen again you know that know. part i can't speak right to. i have no idea but um i know that like 
it's not a disaster. I mean, it was a disaster, but like creatively. Right. Um, and you were a head know. writer? No, I was just a writer on that. So what kinds of stuff were you writing, like coming up with? It's like a big well, that part a bunch I of games. Oh, you can't talk can't about. Talk about <laughs> okay. Well, then let's talk about this. You tweeted something that I thought was so uh, good, and I feel like I should have a better word than good for it, <laughs> but so spot on um, about, and I'm now going to paraphrase you, about how butt stuff is funny, <laughs> farts and poops and all that, and we're always going to laugh at that. However, there's like a lot of serious diseases mm-hmm. that involve that region. Yeah. And it was just a good reminder. Yeah. And I mean, I, as I said in in my tweet, uh, I, I it is fundamentally funny. Farts are very funny. Poop is very funny. But diseases aren't necessarily and like I'm biased I have uh, ulcerative colitis which is a lot like Crohn's oh, I didn't know you have that yeah so um so it's something that like I am particularly sensitive to mm-hmm. but as I said I also I love making a, a a fart joke I love doing a poop parody which is when you parody any word any song with mostly the word poop <laughs> um but yeah it, and I don't know I think people know that also though because when I talk about m- my Ill- illness um people are always like oh that's awful they're not like ew gross dude <laughs> y'all get out of here but just seeing the response to those slip and slide um posts and the same from joke. so many people the same joke that i'm like come on guys you're you do better because a lot of like most people i follow are people in the industry and so i'm like first of all you guys should be writing better jokes you you should notice that this joke has been around um and second of all you've all been on sets like you know that means a, a grip <laughs> is not only out of a job but sick yeah i mean at least we've got good unemployment right now and i don't i don't you know I also thought your tweet about before you make a joke about Bill Cosby, think, is your joke funnier than 60 women being raped is sad? Yeah. Or again, I put it in my own words, but. That was pretty much it. Yeah. That like, I I don't, I'm not somebody who says you can't make, I think you can make a joke about anything. Mm -hmm, I truly do. I just don't think that you can make any joke about anything. Right. Um, From like my personal rules are, if you're making a joke about someone or someone's a type of person's circumstance that is not the type of person you are, you need it needs to be a joke that you could say to that person that that type of person's face. I would like for my audience to have everybody in it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to tell a joke about like gay dudes, I'm not a gay dude. I don't have jokes about gay dudes, but this is a thought experiment. Um, <laughs> if I was going to tell a joke about, gay I'm going to go on this journey. Okay. I, w- I would want it to be a joke that I could say to a gay dude that right. would make him laugh. That's that's my thing. Um, and as far as painful subjects, I I mean, that's that's a really difficult bar. And I think something being at least something being funny, very, very funny gets you close to that bar. Mm-hmm. Like if you can break someone down with. With l- laughing at that a situation, then that that breaks through their pain. That's what it is. Like cut through the pain with with humor. Mm-hmm. Don't poke at the pain with humor. Right. right. Have you ever had people have pro- take issue with your jokes? Uh, he, he well, I have taken issue with. I've definitely updated jokes. 
and and remove things that I'm like, oh, I should not say that. That's that that's not my word to use, mm-hmm. or this is in bad taste, or whatever. Um, I had somebody come up to me once after a show, um, right after Trump was elected. I was doing like this ranty chunk about like how hard it is um, being someone who uh, fucks dudes. Uh, is it okay if I say dudes on the podcast? Is that, um, <laughs> someone who fucks dudes? Uh, I, I was like, as a person who's attracted to men, it's very difficult right now. Uh, like the idea of having sex with them, like, Oh, Oh, did you come? Oh, did something nice happen for you? <laughs> oh, wow. Great. How nice for you. Like, I don't want to do that. I, I, I have, a, I've got a fundamental problem with that right now. And this guy came up to me afterwards and was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, Ugh. um, that uh, you 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 should you should acknowledge that um, the people who are attracted to men are not all women, and I was like, but that's what I did. I said people who are. So that was the only time I've been approached after a show. And he was with, wrong. Yeah, and I'm almost like, did he get that because I I made that speci- because I worded it that specifically? Like, right. did it did it like? point out to him do you get the set did was he gay i i don't know if he was gay or bisexual i i i, I kind of got the sense that it was something because that was personally important to him right i also felt like well how come you didn't hear my actual words then i feel like and now i'm talking about not myself but i think that sometimes with something where someone it is very personal to them and generally they have faced a lot of insensitivity mm-hmm. they just have this stance of like this is a it's i need to educate people and like so he yeah. might not have really been hearing you yeah or or even just like being seen yeah 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 but ironically but again that's not about you no yeah. But yeah, that's the only time I've ever had anybody be like, hey, that thing? Nope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely had ones that I'm like, oh boy. Because you know, when you're starting out, you're just like, how can I make this audience make a noise? I want to make them make noises at me. And so you try all kinds of stuff. And you're also used to making your friends laugh. Mm-hmm. And usually the bar with your friends is not only a lot lower, but a lot more permissive. Mm-hmm. Like your friends will laugh at something and then be like, yuck, dude, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I hate that you just said that, but it made me laugh. And an audience might not do that. An audience might be like, hey, I don't know that you're a nice person. We, we right. haven't been to 7-Eleven together. We never went on a camping trip. Fuck you for saying that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. So you, I didn't know this, that you worked on a show that was on Broadway? Well, I just, I did a couple performances on it. Um, what there, was it? Uh, Freestyle Love Supreme. It is a, uh, it's an improvised rap show uh, produced by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And oh, a that's so people. cool. Yeah, he's, it's a group that he, it's an improv group that he started, he, he's been in for like, like 15 years or something. Um, and I know a lot of those guys from way back. And then they got a Broadway run in, I guess, 2019. And yeah, I, after I finished um, Earth to Net, I went back and jumped into it. They're coming back to Broadway this fall. And then, yeah. so That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and your sister's weird. a Broadway performer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. My was she like, was... stay in your lane? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
um, because this very much is my own lane. Like, she's being a Broadway performer does not mean that you can freestyle rap you can improvise <laughs> rap on on broadway it's the, the very specific skill but yeah when i uh, when i auditioned for it um she was just up the street in her own broadway theater and so that was kind of what weird. was she doing she was doing the share show she played Cher's mom oh that's so cool mm-hmm. so can we circle back to something okay that i am wondering about with your relationships you guys struck up the relationship over oh, zoom yeah um how before you were in person with each other, how was it uh, discussed or not discussed uh, that you guys both had an interest in each other? Um, you know, like, like you do with like, I like you, that kind of So you had, had talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he started being like, do you want to like meet in the middle and go on a trip or something? And I'm like, this isn't just like pals stuff. Right. You don't like meet in the middle and go on a trip with some girl you're pals with and also i had heard from friends oh did someone pass you a note yeah i got passed a note (laughs) but uh, but before i i went out saw him i was like hey so what if uh what if we meet what if we see each other in person what if we smooch and it's like snakes you know it's like oh no that's fundamentally upsetting to me i'm not into this um and he was like that's a very weird way to put it Um, it is i I had some questions (laughs) about it because i didn't know if you meant like it's like i'm kissing a snake or it's like two snakes kissing but you mean it's like you've been exposed to a snake yeah like a human's reaction to a snake right like we're not like "Mm, i don't like that because of the teeth that are gonna bite me we're just like no yes no it moves wrong it is wrong Mm -hmm. so that sort of thing like i'm like what if it's like that and he's like i i don't know i don't think it will be and i'm like okay i'm holding out though i i am i I am reserving that as a possibility yeah i'm not sold until you know we smooch in real life but then it wasn't snaky it wasn't snaky no it was fine what a relief (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah I was a little worried when he came to pick me up from the airport, me and Boo up from the airport. Um, he was like, I'm uh, in the car with the kayak racks on top. And I texted my friend and was like, he's got fucking kayak racks on top of his car. What am I doing? I, why am I with the guy with kayak racks? And she's like, it's fine. He's good. I, I've kayaked. And I was like, I have kayaked, but I don't have kayak racks. It's just a different type of person. I think you have to have kayak racks if you live in Denver. It's yes. the rule. You have to have some kind of rack. Yeah. Well, I was there all through the winter and he kept being like, we could maybe kayak today. And I was like, you could. I'm not going to kayak. Did you drive a Subaru? No, but that is popular. Very Colorado popular car. in Colorado. He drives a uh, another car. I'm like, I can't tell you the make of this car. <laughs> is his license um, plate? Just but uh, <laughs> but it's basically the Subaru model of a different type of car. Oh, like yeah, they all have that. I don't think I know enough about outdoorsy vehicles, but. That's okay. I'll let it be a mystery. And then one day I'll be like, that's what she was talking about. (laughs) Speaking of things I'm talking about, Allison Rosen is your new best friend is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. As we begin to see the light at the end of the COVID tunnel, a lot of people are still feeling down and emotionally out of sorts. We talked at length about that before this show started and a little bit during the show. We're all feeling that way. You may not feel depressed or at a total loss, but if you're feeling a little bit off or your relationships are suffering, that could be a sign you should talk to somebody. Online therapy can help. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. Um, so this is great. I know so many people who are doing BetterHelp and who are really happy with their therapist. If you don't like the first therapist they match you with, you can change as many times 
times as you want, no extra charge. So you don't have to feel like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm nervous. And by the way, feeling nervous before you start therapy, I believe is very common. I know that I certainly felt that way. Um, so that's normal, but you don't have to feel like, oh, what if I don't like the person? Da, 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 da. You, they'll get you to the right person. Uh, this is BetterHelp is more convenient and more affordable than in-person therapy and financial aid is available. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, better H-E-L-P.com slash best friend, betterhelp.com slash best friend. I also want to tell you about a skincare line that I love uh, that I before they were even a sponsor on the show, I'd heard of them via Jackie Johnson, and they are called Osea. And they have really great products. I am enjoying like four I'm now I'm just bragging. I have four Osea products, you guys, but I specifically want to tell you about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Uh, it is, they, they refer to it as liquid gold. It's really luxurious and rich, but it's not greasy. Uh, in fact, a listener, when I mentioned it the first time, wrote in and she's like, that's my, and it's like my holy grail oil. I, I put it on after every shower. Um, but it, uh, I, I was sort of nervous about a, an oil, even though they're very popular right now. Cause I thought, well, that does, what if it, what if I am greasy afterwards, but it really dries quickly. It has this, um, really nice citrus fragrance. It's just great. Uh, Osea's Andaria algae body oil instantly moisturizes and replenishes dry skin, leaving every inch silky smooth. Uh, and Osea creates skin and body care products powered by the sea. They've made clean, safe skincare products since 1996, vegan and cruelty-free. You can try Osea risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order and get 10% off your first order with my promo code Allison at OseaMalibu.com. That's 10% off with code Allison at OseaMalibu, O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I. IBU.com, OseaMalibu.com. All right. So you are currently about to host your own late night, one night, late night. Tell me about this. Yes. Uh, it's a show called uh, Your Late Night Show, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, on the 16th of July. Of July. So next Friday. Um, I'm doing my your late night show um and yeah i'm excited about it i've always wanted to have a late night show i've written on tons of different types of late night shows um so it's exciting to do it myself and uh one of the things that i i guess a hallmark of my projects i don't know if this is maybe it's universal um just getting a lot of my own friends involved a lot of i feel like if i have people that i love working on it and appearing in it, then it's going to be a product that at least I love and that I think other people will too. Um, and so do you, have you announced who the other like people you're going to be interviewing on the show? We, I haven't, but I'll tell you, um, uh, Aparna Nancherla is my guest. Cool. And um, we'll have like a few other little cameo bits. Um, I believe, I think I could say, yeah, Brian Henson. Um uh, Yasser Lester, you know, those, that's probably who I can. Is Brian Henson sure. John Henson's? Jim Henson's. Jim H- John Henson. <laughs> John Henson comes on my show sometimes. Jim Henson, I mean. Yeah. Um, his yeah. son? Yes, his son. How cool. So you yeah, know him from Earth to Ned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he directed um, uh, Muppet Christmas uh, Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol, I believe. Yeah. And, and Treasure Island. Um, and he was actually Audrey, too, in. Um, 
the the original uh, movie Little Shop of Horrors. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. Uh, and my friend Ross Bryant wrote on it. Lisa Curry, Maggie May, Keith Carey, um, and they're all so funny. And uh, yeah, just I'm 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 very honored to have all these fun people. How cool! Willing to. Dumb, do dumb stuff with me <laughs> so i i have had a conversation with one of the producers of this show and mm-hmm. he said what they want to do is like in the same way that snl has an actor host a comedy show they want to take uh comedians and like have them host a late night show mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah i i think i can't i they may be deferring to me a little bit more than they would normally because i have been done the head so writer much, yeah. of late night shows before and like i've yeah, written on a lot of late night shows um so but it's also when when your name is on the show when it's the you show i mean mm-hmm. you know you've got this show yeah. you need to like everything in it it's kind of a representative representation right. of you so it's hard to be like i don't think that's funny but you do so we'll do it anyway mm-hmm. like i'm like at this point in my career i'm not that generous i mean I'll try to make your idea into something I do think is funny. We'll bat it around, but if I just don't, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. What percentage of things that get pitched do you think are funny on this project, on this project? Say. Gosh, like a really high percentage. I would say like eighty percent, maybe. The and you think that's because you put the team together? Yeah, I think so. And um, the producers said that um, that they attributed it also to the the information that I gave them. Like I, you write a little document. Some people mm-hmm. use more visuals. I just pretty much wrote out like, here's my philosophy on late night. Here's the stuff that I like. Here are specific artists that uh, are influences on me in specific areas. Um, blah. Do what you will with all of this, and everybody kind of attacked that in 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 different ways and the people the, the more people knew me the more they could like fill in the gaps uh-huh. and, and and really pitch to that but everybody even the people I, I was just sort of meeting for the first time really mined that mm-hmm. document and that's really the fundamental thing you have to do when you're writing for somebody and a lot of people don't it's kind of shocking how that that's the thing that people don't get that they're like okay, I'm writing for this person, but here's what I think is funny. Right. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, cool. And like, (laughs) if you get your own show sometime, awesome. Mm -hmm. Develop those ideas. But that's not what you, that's not what the job is here. Um, And for all of my frustrations with late night shows and writing for hosts and writing for for things that I was not in charge of, um, I at least have always had a pretty easy time with that line, with having on one side of the line, um, this these are the things that I think are funny and want mm-hmm. to put into my work. And on the other side, this is the stuff that this person thinks is funny. And right. that's what I, I have to work on. Right. But your document didn't really, am I right that your document didn't lay out what you think is funny as much as like sort of your philosophy of, of, of what well, is it, funny? It, yeah. I mean, it, it, it laid out like areas that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, types of stuff that I would like to include and fold into it. Um, and and yeah, definitely the, my philosophy on late night, which in some of the other documents I saw, that's not really something people have done. But again, that's like... Oh, I've, they they gave you examples. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you have a chef 
in a the they who's worked at restaurants before (laughs) they're like yeah i don't make omelets that way yeah and here's why right um so i have certain things that i was like oh like for instance i think that um like i don't like any kind of mean Mm. (laughs) stuff or any kind of like pranks or anything i feel like my gig is to make people happy um express myself but also make people happy and i also i want an audience that likes watching people be made happy i don't like mean-spirited yeah and even like there's there's versions of pranks that i don't know people don't think of as mean-spirited you're ellen kind of stuff you're like um like well i didn't watch her show enough to know what kind of pranks well, she, she would just like make celebrities uncomfortable but they would be like oh ellen but it's like you're still making them uncomfortable like dropping a spider down Was yeah that yeah that kind of stuff someone did that on some sure show. or even like kimmel um, does some of that even i was wondering i was like why don't i why do i hate the idea of man on the street stuff because i don't like the idea of running up to somebody on the street i don't think that they're like yay a stranger <laughs> i think they're like no and that's the, and man on the street good man on the street stuff typically is mocking the person that's being yes, interviewed exactly like, that's what makes it funny exactly um and or at, at best you're sort of like it's sort of like um kids say the darndest thing yeah like, oh they said something that right. made sense do you believe it look mm-hmm. at them i mean also it is se- usually self-deprecating of the or you're like you're kind of laughing like I can't believe he said that you know yeah. but still yeah and uh, for late night monologues I don't see the point of a late night monologue at this point every current event thing has been chewed up by social media all day long every joke that you want to make mm-hmm. about something has been made by four o'clock when all of these shows tape right so why do we need to see it done again it, but it's it's such a holdover yeah it's, I I don't understand and I like the idea of a monologue in terms of like saying hello to the host and hello to the audience and welcoming them into the show. Right. Yeah, but... Right, like telling your producer about some insects that are in your house or your hair sure, or Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you're doing kind of a thing where it's like you're letting people watch you or listen to you have a conversation. You're not like, hi, listener, I'm talking to you. <laughs> but you're like, you're allowed to you're fly right. on the wall between me and Tony. And those, those are both like things that people like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... Yeah, it's like um, voyeuristic almost, mm. being like, I'm listening to people talk to each other. And that's, yeah. that's what we're doing too, right? So I don't know. That was went nowhere. But what did you think of? I think a lot, that's an exaggeration. Sometimes I think about Pete Holmes' decision to do a monologue that's not topical. Do you remember that? Did yeah, you watch yeah, the yeah. show? Um, and my sense of it was always like, it's funny, but. I, I, as a, a mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe not as a viewer, but as a viewer who has an interest in all this, I am stressed out thinking, how are you going to keep coming up with stuff by, like, it'd just be so much easier to do topical. Well, I think you, that may be a, I, I, I would be surprised if regular people felt that way. I think that may be a, a Hollywood yeah, reaction. <laughs> Um, but I, but right. you're right. No, you're right, though, because it is a me imagining myself in that situation exactly. running out of stuff. Because also, that is what Ellen did mm-hmm. for years. Her her um, monologue was, <clears throat> you know, what if squ- <laughs> the other day squirrels did this to my garage? And people fucking loved it. Um, but... My millipede I, stuff is similar. My millipede material. The, well, people love it. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's because of the thunderous reaction to my termite stuff yes, that then. Yes. You oh, know. by the way, you did. I, I feel like this is a thing people know. It's no longer a fun fact, but um, uh, butterflies. You know, they they don't 
like sprout way they like they're total liquid inside those yes, chrysalises i read that yeah. that's so weird and and gross yeah 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 they turn into goo they like turn there's into an total enzyme goo. that goos them up but you can teach the okay you know all this. i know but say it it's so you can cool teach, you can teach um caterpillars something things like kind of pavlovian responses right. like you ring a like bell to and avoid that's where something the food yeah. Is. yeah 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 and uh the butterfly will still know that right but but only if they're taught like recently yeah like if which by the way how long is the life of but it? also it's like cool enough that you can train a caterpillar to begin with yeah because i was wondering well if they totally liquefy or turn into goo and then become a butterfly like is it the same yeah, creature? it's not like there's like a little brain sitting yeah. there in the, in the goo it's but there's all goo but there is something that persists because the soul <laughs> It's the, it soul the soul of a caterpillar. Right, because they do remember stuff. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. I yes, I did Google this story. Yeah. Um, but but also but back to the topical yes, non topical. So the topical non and I think you can have like generally topical, like again, going back to Ellen. I'm talking about Ellen like I like watched it or care mm-hmm. about Ellen a lot. But right. I do think daytime talk shows are the same as nighttime talk shows with a different color palette and often with female hosts. But besides that, this is Ellen is Ellen is a late night show. It's just on during the day and it's pastels and white. Um, but her, her monologues were like kind of topical to her life. Mm-hmm. Like she'd be like, or she would at least set them up this way. Like we were doing this. I had this happen. This package got delivered, like whatever. And I think people do want it to be like, like the thing that I do like about late night shows is that it is happening on the same day that the audience is existing and yeah. like you're all existing on this day. And that's the day that it happened, which gets it kind of close to theater, which I very much enjoy. Um, and so I think that a, a monologue still needs to do that. It needs to be of the world of that day. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need to be like, did you see this? Did you see uh, Taco Bell's got a new thing on the menu? <laughs> People are going crazy for But it can be like, like we were talking about like, okay, well, so we're getting back into society and th- that's feeling mm-hmm. kind of weird. Where are we at with that? Um, or like overall trends, overall feelings, that sort of stuff. I think, I think there's totally room for that. Yeah. Is there anything in the preparation for your specific late night show that because you have so much experience in late night, you're just like, um, no, you guys are going about this. I'm not talking about like rejecting an idea, but like process wise, like I feel like like you guys are doing this wrong or I've seen it done a little better. Uh, writing software. People always think you got to have your final draft or, mm-hmm. or some sort of like online version of it. Like it needs to be formatted like a script. In my experience, nobody does that at all in uh, late night in the type of shows that I generally usually make are considered unscripted. They Uh are very scripted, but they're not they should be called Mm -hmm. non-narrative. So in these non-narrative shows, your comedy variety, your talk shows, you don't use final draft. You just write it in fucking word and then you send it to a script department. The script department formats all of Mm. that so that it can go into prompter. If you're not doing all of that, you don't need to have it written like a movie script. That's going to make all these pages. It's like a lot more fuss Mm -hmm. that you just really don't need. Um, So that was one thing. They were like, here's the software. I'm like, "Mm, I'm just going to write did word that did that. You don't need to do that. (laughs) Nobody does that. But people think like 
this is the professional software. I should be, I should do this to be professional. Right. And this is a virtual show, right? So mm-hmm. people can just watch it from their homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's streaming. Um, and where do they go to get tickets? I will put a link in the episode summary because cool. I actually Thank have you. it. But do you, off the top of your head, yeah, it's know? N- it's on Nowhere. Right, um, Nowhere Comedy. That's yeah. Ben, is that Ben Glebe's? I don't know. I think that's Ben Glebe and Steve Hofstetter's comedy cool. setup. Well, I'm Their virtual comedy thing. It. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I think... We should take some questions that listeners sent in. Uh, let me see what we have. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. All right. So... I typically take questions on Patreon, sometimes on Twitter, but this time I was even more targeted. So there's a, so I'm on Patreon. Bah. Patreon. <laughs> You're going to leave the blah in there, aren't you? Of course. Please do. Okay. <laughs> That's what the listeners want. <laughs> Raw Tony. Um, I'm on Patreon. Bonus episodes. <laughs> what did you mean to play? No, I was Patreon. trying to do that again, and the window wasn't open, and then it just went. <laughs> <laughs> Weekly bonus episodes, Zoom parties, and there's a level where you can text me, and I'll text you back. And I took questions over text this time. Oh. That's right. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Whitney Chandler wants to know, what was the last time she was in physical pain? What was it, and how did she solve the problem? Whoa. Um, this today, uh, I came in from walking my dog and opened a, um, a sparkling water and I drank it just as like a burp was coming up. I hate that. Yeah. And it felt like I've got stabbed right in the middle yes. of my chest. And I was like, and I, I, I like stood up on my tiptoes and was like, no, no, no. It was <laughs> awful. It was, and I, it uh, it almost is like akin to that like panic attack feeling where you're like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, it's not. And I waited it out and I was fine. So that wasn't like teeth being ripped out pain, but it did really hurt. What is that? Is I it don't the know. feeling of air being forced back I, down? I'm assuming it's like two different gas bubbles, one going up and one going down because there's does, gas in the the sparkling water. It does feel water. like being stabbed. It's awful. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, I wonder if like something is spasming when that happens. Tony, do you know what we're talking about? I'm not sure I've experienced this. Oh boy. <sighs> Consider yourself among the lucky. I I mean, I'll, I'll get to the point where I give myself what I like to call um, seltzer poisoning, where I've <laughs> drunk so much seltzer, I get like a weird little cough and I get like a bubble that just sort of sits right there. And I'm like, you should drink regular water. I got one of those huge water bottles. Have you seen these? You see these things? Like the gallon the size gallon water. I ordered one and then I returned it because I was that like, was I the right can't, move. I'm not going to, I don't, I, I, I don't like water to begin with. Me so. neither. That's the thing. And I'm like, I got to do it. And so I, the problem is it's got motivational phrases <laughs> yeah. all the way up and i'm like that's stupid but i did it for a few days and i was like oh no i feel so much better really? than i've ever felt in my life oh, yeah no. it, it was really it was a huge bummer because i don't <laughs> like water either i'm a child i like yeah. coke zero and so uh, juices and seltzers anyway sorry no i need to know more about this because 
you don't just like sit water. it. You sit it down. You it's drank got, like the whole big old, the, yeah, the big ass thing. Yeah, it's got a straw that goes down to the bottom uh-huh. of it, so you don't have to like pick it up and tip it. Because that I was like, how, how does anybody drink heavy. out You're of this? This, is, back out. this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's going to go all over. It's like like loading up a water cooler in an office, right. but you're trying to drink it. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a, it's a little straw that like, and it it springs in and out, so that's kind of fun to play with. It's like boink boink. Okay, a little <laughs> hole in the top. I'm listening. And um, yeah, you just like sit it down and you you drink it and like you could sip on it from time to time. Every it's marked in every two hours, so like you could just every yeah. two hours drink like, like basically go, girl. a bottle. Yeah, it's like look at you go. Mm, you're so hydrated, almost there. You can see the finish line. And I'm like, ugh, I hate this, but also <laughs> I feel way better than just ever. Go, girl. Interesting <laughs> that you felt so much better. Yeah, like, what I, kind of better? Just like, like, I slept better and I felt what? more alert the next day and not foggy. And yeah, my, I mean, my gut thing was a lot better. And yeah, yeah, all of it. This I, is the worst thing I've ever heard. Cause yeah, all I, I looked good. My look, my face looked less bloated. Really? Mm. All I drank is this, uh, these flavored waters. And it's not, it's, it's worse than seltzer actually, because it has artificial sweetener in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like all, like in the middle of the night, that's what I drink pretty much. I've, tr- I've, been, I, I've had a few days there of like, weird, I crave water. I think I'm dying. Um, yeah, they say when you crave water, that means you're already dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's already too late for you. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm back to this mm-hmm. after my two days of trying to be a water drinker. Interesting. What kind of seltzers do you like though? These days I'm into the 365s because they come in a huge container. Like instead of getting like a 12 Mm. pack, it's like an 18 is the standard. Uh, And they've got a ginger flavor. I like that. Uh, Besides that, at this point, I've I've been around the world. Right. And I I probably can't find my baby. Um, And (laughs) I have come back to just a, a lime, just a lime 365 seltzer. So what do boring. you go, what do you reach for in the middle of the night if you're thirsty? I do I'll, I'll get a seltzer. Okay. Cuz they're cold and then they're yeah. they're in the refrigerator and what am I going to get a glass out in the middle of the night? Come well, on, you no can do way. Like a water bottle or something, but that's just Yeah. It's no. so, it tastes so much like water. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, no. I I and also by having it in the by having like a can of seltzer, I'm like, well, that's a good amount. There we go. Mm-hmm. A whole can of it. Mhm. As opposed to some uh, unknowable amount in a cup right or bottle no you don't need that kind of vagueness in your life exactly <laughs> yeah. well wait a bottle you would know how much that well is. yeah but i don't have like bottled water right oh home. are you anti-single use plastic it's a good way to be i'm i'm not really but i live in a house i mean i guess sure sure i am um <laughs> but i i live in a house that's up uh yeah i have to walk up 60 stairs to get to my house oh my goodness yeah so I'm so it's it's silly enough that I haul pallets of, of cans, cans yeah. up there, but water I'm like that comes out of the tap, and I don't have to bring it up the stairs. Listen, get yourself a soda stream. You know what? I had one. I have one, and I stopped. First of all, in the pandemic, it was hard getting the refills. Yeah, the gas. It was, it was. And now it's all like, oh, it's really bad. You shouldn't. You're supporting like uh, really? the Israeli conflict, and I'm like, oh, what? Right. I don't how. Who? Yeah. I've so heard, I've, I've just been like, I'll just get the cans. Yeah. They're nice and fresh. Is it an Israeli company? I don't know. I remember like 
I remember reading a list of like all the all the company. It was about because also something at my college. Like, did did you hear that they're? I feel like it's worse. Yeah, I feel like it's worse than just that they are. This is total misinformation, but I feel like it's worse than just that they are Israeli. Like, because I've heard so many like they're doing something very bad. So I'm like specifically about SodaStream. Yeah, I'm like, do they make like? I don't know. exploding soda i don't know (laughs) i don't know what they do no i I don't very stupid but i'm like you know what maybe i don't need this soda stream also it was like running out of the gas would get depleted really fast Mm. i found just me okay i I don't i don't i i mean i use it all the time so i i feel like how how many how many weeks do you get out of one of those canisters Probably two. Yeah, see, that's not that much. That's not that and much. It's yeah, such but a, I like drink. But that—that uh, that was how I. Every that day. was how I was too, and yeah. I felt like oh, it's such a hassle to like send these things back or take them, them someplace or switch them out. You Where know, do you put them, stuff? Tony? Where do I put them? Do you just get all new ones? You don't trade them in? No, I trade them in. Okay. But you can go to uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, and trade them in. <laughs> I, that's, I've done that a couple times, but also I'm a shut in now. So my See, dog would be so upset if I was like, right. I got to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, You could probably take them with you. I might do that. Yeah. yeah. Plus you use that 20% coupon, get yourself a nice deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm supporting the Middle East confer- con- <laughs> conflict. Congress? Uh. Um, Tony. Yes. So I don't, I didn't quite realize that you were so into sparkling water. Mm-hmm. What Pretty happens if you have to drink just flat water? Well, it's fine too. I because oh, I, really? I, I, I don't drink soda at all. That was like I used to drink way too much soda, and then I kind of like that was kind of my uh, way of your helping, healthy move. Yeah, like it helped ease me into party water. Off of soda, yeah, it's party water. Exactly. I hated it at first. I really I thought seltzer and all that was super gross the first several times I had it. But then I just sort of like why did you keep doing it? Because. Uh, we used to, on tour, we used to always have it in our writer cause like some of the other guys drank it. And then it, a lot of times it was just around and sometimes I would see that before I would see a regular water. And mm-hmm. so I would just go for that. And then I just got used to it. And now you can't live without it. Yeah, or it. no, it sounds like you can live without it. Yeah, but I you prefer to, I prefer to have it. Got it. Well, yeah. but I'm not anti water, water like you guys. <laughs> I'm can, getting better. Can you find the drop of how I feel about water? Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Water can yeah. suck a dick. I don't like it that much. <laughs> I feel like that would not be very satisfying for the person who owns the dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would really just feel like a bath or a shower. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rachel Phillips says, I recently got an air fryer, so I'm curious if y'all have tried it and if you or Eliza have good recipe ideas. I have. Uh, I'm a fan of my air fryer, but I will say, so far, the only successful air frying is that I have I have done has been like frozen fried foods. So mm. if you get like a bag of tater tots, yes, French fries, fries, yeah, um, obviously onion rings, uh, fish sticks. I can keep going. Throw those in the air fryer. It's the best the best way you'll have them. Mm-hmm. I tried <clears throat> frying up other things in there, and besides that, it's just like a really hot tiny oven. Mm-hmm. So you can't like really deep fry things in my experience you need to like it does it, it doesn't replicate a basket inside of oil right but. we had or we still have um there's a, a 
special lid you can buy for the Instant Pot, mm-hmm. the Vortex, which mm-hmm. turns it into an air fryer. Mm. And that is like a basket that you mm. that you set in there. And, that, and we used that for a while. Um, and then we actually recently just bought like a... I guess it's a it's a small toaster convection oven. Or mm-hmm. It's kind of big, yeah. actually. Yeah. Air fryer also. So we've been using that now. Um, I I There's a whole world of air frying that I need to explore. I hardly ever do it. But Daniel makes all kinds of things. And he takes chicken and dips it in like egg and probably... probably like batters it? Yeah, probably breadcrumbs. Some oh, kind yeah, of thing like that. Thing. Yeah, because I tried doing batter and it was just like, no. Oh, this really? This does not work. But yeah, It was you, good when he did it. we'll see with breadcrumbs. Yeah. I was just trying to do like, you know, a, a beer batter sort of oh, right. situation. Yeah, no, this was yeah, breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. But still, it's like less less oil than if it had actually sure. been fried. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And pretty good. you can get, now a lot of places have spray uh, oil yeah. that you can just like buy already in a little can, which is nice. So you'd give it a little spritz. That's right. Throw it on in there. Boom. That, there go. I think that's when we started buying spray oil was for the Instant Pot at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Let's do some Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on Okay. So, uh, here's one. I don't see anything wrong with re-gifting, but recently a friend gave me a birthday gift and told me the things in the bag were re-gifts. My feelings were hurt because for her birthday, I gave a lot of thought about what she would like and shopped for that special thing. Because she made the effort to tell me they were things she didn't want, I couldn't help feeling it reflected on how she valued our friendship. It would have been different had she just given me the gift with no explanation. I think this is not just you. I think most people, probably everyone would feel that way. Yeah, I think everybody would feel that yeah. way. I mean, and and I don't think that it's even a, a matter of re-gifting or not. It's as she said, like, don't tell her. Right. Like, it's like, uh, excuse me, in case you were not clear. I didn't I, think of you for this. Yeah, <laughs> I just found some stuff at home. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever received a gift and wondered if it's a re-gift? Oh, yeah. Same. My sister is named Emily, so every time she gives me something that just is an E, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, Leanne Ward says, because I work as an educator, I automatically think of a year in terms of a school year rather than a calendar year. For instance, when someone refers to the past year, my brain initially thinks September to June instead of January to now, just me or everyone. It's. I'm sure it's not just you. I bet it's other people who work. Like I. I yeah, I don't do that, but I do definitely have it like colored different in my yeah. head. Like you got that like lemony summer thing, and then the whole rest of the year that's more of a taupe. It's sort of blue for me. September is kind of blue. Okay, Tony, do you have colors associated with months? I don't. I'm sorry. Mm. I can and, get and, out. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> but I and I definitely feel like in the summer I don't have to work as hard. But like it, it doesn't count, mm-hmm. which it makes absolutely no sense. It has nothing to do with my actual right career path. Um, but I'm like, well, this is it's summer. I, I'm gonna have to start working in September. <laughs> uh, Emily Wills says. I 100% do the warm-up hello for my voice. Not weird. I will explain this. So recently on the show, I said that back in the 
phone call days, if I was answering the phone and I hadn't talked to anyone yet that day or I had been take, had been napping, I'd be like, hello, hello, before answering it. So hmm. my voice doesn't sound like I... So like clearing your throat, yeah, but specifically with hello. Just giving a few trial hellos. Huh. And everyone reacted the way the people in this room are reacting right now. <laughs> like, I am some kind of crazy person. Yeah, I've they had not never heard this. done that. Emily um, Wills, it's just you and me, I guess. Uh, but I definitely have, like, prepared myself for, like, conversations I don't want to have. And that doesn't even mean, like, difficult ones. That just means, like, oh, I have to make that call to be like, hi, how are you? Okay. Hey, <laughs> hi. I will get phrases or bits of conversation stuck in my head and I'll just find myself cycling through them not it's it's not I'm not even thinking like conversations just, you've had or like little phrases from media it really could be either hmm. but like let's say I need to say I need to email someone and I need to say like um hey thank you so much for thinking of me um as it turns out I'm not going to be able to to come mm-hmm. for some reason that'll just like Oh, yeah, go yeah, over yeah, and yeah, over yeah, in my yeah. head. Yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the funny thing is, my my four year old, he'll say something like, "I'm trying to th- think of an example, a four year old example." Um, let's say he. It's not only when declining things, but let's see, say he said like, "Oh no, thanks, I don't want any." Then he'll just be like, "No thanks, I don't want any." No thanks, I don't want any. No thanks, I don't want any. It's so. Maybe we're both crazy i've definitely had that happen but as i'm listening to you do it i wonder if it's the both examples that you used were somewhat musical um and uh it was uh no thanks i don't want any right maybe it is that there's sort of like a yeah so you might be like also playing with this melody right of the thing um like getting a song stuck in your hand yeah because it also is not one that resolves like no thanks i don't want any that's all i'm not gonna do that again right yeah Interesting, because with when Elliot does it, it's definitely sing songy. So maybe that's I. I really prefer this interpretation to whatever the other one is. Okay, Edible Intelligence says just mirror everyone randomly five to ten times a day. This is very similar to what we we're just talking about. In my head, nothing gets to you. Staying fresh, staying cool. The Mentos jingle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jingles do that. Yeah, especially like. Um, well, that one's great, but also all those gum commercials the from like the 80s mm-hmm. still. like Juicy fruit. Yeah, it's going to do it. Mm-hmm. The juice is soft, it gets right to it. The juice, juicy fruit, the taste, the taste, the taste is going to move, yeah. I think I had forgotten about that Take one. Take a stick, That's the one. pull it out. <laughs> I forgot about that Make one. it last a little longer. That's uh, oh. Big Red. Yeah. Give your breath long lasting freshness with, with Big Red. red. Uh, the double something the double mint gum double fresh feeling making you realize double mint's the one for you i tried to get my band to do a medley of gum songs and they were like absolutely not (laughs) and i was like they're bangers um (laughs) but yeah they wouldn't go for it is double mint still around i don't know all of those little teeny like four sticks in a pack i have no idea double mint they had the twins that Mm -hmm. were skiing well now i'm confusing skating yeah But Susie Chapstick was also skiing. I don't, I'm not uh, familiar oh, with her. Susie Chapstick. Tony, do you know Susie Chapstick? No. Oh my God. I remember Piper Parabo, I believe, did Chapstick commercials. But... Yeah. I don't think, could you look up, I know the internet is not great in here. Could you look up Susie, Susie Chapstick? Susie Chapstick sounds like somebody's like bully on a, childhood bully on a cartoon. <laughs> yes. Oh no, it's Susie Chapstick. I really think she was like, I'm Susie Chapstick. And 
it was someone who and needed. I'm where all your chapstick goes. <laughs> you know when you lose it and you don't know where it is? I've got it. <laughs> In my satchel. <laughs> clinkety, clinkety. Um, first off, Double Mint apparently is still around. Okay. Thank um, you. They stopped using twins for their ads and mm-hmm. also stopped advertising, it seems. <laughs> yeah. uh, what specific, what did you want to, do you want to know something about her or Susie Chapstick? Or something? I want to find, could you find a Chapstick commercial with Susie Chapstick? I sure can, as long as this loads. Let's see. Got one right here, but it's just being real slow. Yeah, she's the tooth fairy, but for Mm -hmm. chapstick. That's what I'm assuming. Getting closer. (laughs) Has changed her name. Call me Susie Chapstick. Hey, Susie Chapstick. This is real chapstick weather. So (laughs) chapstick is the only name for me. Chapstick lip balm helps keep wind and cold away from your lips. Her real name was... Susie Chapstick! Keeps the natural moisture in. Oh, not wow. Susan Chapstick. So when it's Chapstick weather, just remember me. Susan God, just imagine that coming up to you at a party. <laughs> like, I can't imagine something I would have to faster be like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta go, I have to go to the bathroom or someplace else. Goodbye. Oh, you mean like if someone came up to you and was like, it's I'm Chaps- Susie Chapstick. <laughs> it's cold weather. It's really Chapstick weather, isn't it? <laughs> mm. so, Do you guys like Chapstick? Because I'm Susie Chapstick. I'd be like, nope. No, no. I can't be in this conversation. I don't know where to go with it. There seems to be some logic behind it. I mean, it's a it's a stretch, but uh, so her real name apparently is was she a, Susie Chaffee. And a real she was, person? Yeah. Yeah. She, she was, was an Olympic. She had a head wound. Oh, Olympic no. Okay. <laughs> she was an Olympic ski racer. She wasn't one of those people actress, who's like in a coma and they wake up and they can speak French <laughs> and their name is <laughs> Susie Chapstick. Still alive, apparently. 74 hmm. years old. Wow. wow. How are her lips? Uh, never been wetter. <laughs> Ew. Ew! That's not the word we use. Mm. Moisturized is fine. I don't know. Is that is that a whole lot better? <laughs> but to, for me, it is because I don't hate the word moist like a lot of people. Mm. But definitely wet is not like. How, how about this? They've never my, been slicker. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if the chapstick commercial was like, "You need to keep your lips wet." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ick. <laughs> Ick. Ick oh. And then some guy was like, No, that's my job. <laughs> the older I get, the more I find everything sexual to be disgusting. <laughs> you are correct. I'm reacting like it's a gross child. and weird. It's I mean, grody. can you think about it's so weird. <laughs> like, I mean you don't go around like sticking your finger in flowers and being like, You like that? Like, <laughs> but we do that to each other when I we know. care about one another. No, no, no. I'm uh watching the Sopranos. I never ever finished it and I'm in the process of finishing it now. I make it sound like I'm like putting a new deck on my house or something. <laughs> but I'm assuming you guys both watched it. Yes. Yeah. At the at the beginning of the pandemic. That was the Oh, first you time. did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like that was a big rewatch show for a lot of people. It was a it was a first watch. Oh really? Yeah. I had tried watching it a few times and it never grabbed me. And then I was like, I guess I'll give this dumb thing up. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. You know? yeah, I'm in the ooh, I love it. Yeah. Um, like I just discovered something that everyone else didn't discover for themselves <laughs> a long time ago. But did you notice that Tony, when he kisses people, uses a lot of tongue and it's pretty gross? No. Yeah. There's just been a couple episodes where there's That's a lot of That's not what I like, watched it for, but wow. I don't need to see. 
I want to clarify, you Tony Tony Soprano. That's right, yes, James okay. Gandolfini. Yes, excellent. Sure no listeners, yes. think you're talking about. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, a that's a real zag. I know that I'm about <laughs> Sopranos one moment, and then suddenly we're just like right, talking about Tony. tearing up a Tony very intimate part lips. of Tony's life. <laughs> Tony, make that a drop, even though you don't want to. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I've just seen James Gandolfini. I've seen his tongue. And I didn't want to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well. R.I.P. Yeah. And not the worst story in Hollywood. You're right. And I, I've seen, starts with I've seen and ends with I didn't, and I didn't want to. You're right. You're right. I think I just accidentally tweeted. Okay. <laughs> uh, my hands touch. Okay. Uh, Jen T says, when I unpack from a trip, I often leave my travel items, travel deodorant, toothpaste, mm-hmm. body wash, etc., in my suitcase. So they're already packed for my next trip. Um, I, I did that. That's so smart. I do that. It is so smart. I don't do that. I really should do that. I remember it used to what be. What do you do with it? Do you like, because do you have like little versions of things? Yes. Okay. I don't leave them in the suitcase though. I bring the little tote, the little like case that has all of them back into my bathroom. And then some of them were, some of them were just full size ones that I had just stuffed in there. Okay, so you got a mix. I have a mi- I've got a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. But it used to be when I would go on a trip, part of the stress of packing was like getting out the little travel containers and filling them with all my stuff. And then at one point I did have that aha moment of like when when I was traveling more frequently, like just have your just your travel stuff and then it's not going to be this whole mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. ahead of time. Yeah. I will say I have way too much travel stuff. I've got like a whole tote thing that's just full of little sized things that I can supposedly replenish my travel, my actual in my suitcase thing. Because I did a, a, a corporate for Colgate years ago, and they just gave me all this stuff. And also Colgate owns like a bunch of other companies mm-hmm. too. So it's so we're not just talking toothpaste, we're talking little bits of everything. Nice. But really, that's an albatross. It's like, like, I don't I don't need that. It's a, but you can't get rid of it because what if you exactly, do need it? Yeah. Exactly. But like I would have to travel so so long mm. to use all of this stuff. And you can't give it to people because I've tried. I've been like, hey, that's who a wants a teeny gift. tiny deodorant? And people are like, no one. But also that's like, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> if you that's give true. someone a teeny tiny deodorant. That's true. I had some friends help me write for this uh, this corporate and i was like look i brought you back all this toms of maine nonsense and they were like we don't want any of it and i'm like oh well never mind i feel like you can get some takers for that i mean not during not right now but <laughs> yeah also i've opened all of it and oh. put my fingers into it never so, mind then. yeah mm. um tony yes what about your travel toiletry situation i am also a little bit of a mix mm, hybrid the, the, the and the smaller stuff will stay not necessarily in my suitcase but in the little like toiletry bag mm-hmm. and then that might just like stay in my bathroom then and but usually though what often will happen is then someday if i run out of my normal size thing then uh, i'm like oh yeah in. i have yes. some of this and yeah. then i'll end up going through it but also i didn't usually buy a ton of of the small things because I used to just be on tour so much. So like I didn't, I needed the bigger things. Oh, yeah. Cause you would do, so and you guys would do bus. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think we all started getting into the smaller things because mm-hmm. the uh, flight restrictions, you know? Yeah. Oh yes. Used I'd to be able forgotten. to bring full size stuff on a plane. Can't do that. Right. Blow up the plane with that shampoo. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'd even fly. But then, you know, I'd still, because I was gone for so long, I'd be a suitcase. So it'd be oh, like so checking, checking it. it anyways. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I moved back from New York, I got rid of a lot of stuff that I didn't need to get rid of, but I kept a lot of stuff that I should have tossed. It was a real, a real I mean, that's mishmash. the story of every move. Every I think move that's, is traumatic. That's, that's a universal. That, that should be a, just me. And I will say, it is not just yeah. you. Everybody... Yeah, I got rid of so much much kitchen stuff. Like, did I think I was never going to have a kitchen again? It's really weird. I was engaged to a guy who lived in New York. We were engaged and I came out here first. So I left most of my stuff there. And then we broke up. And so a lot of my stuff just, I was like, well, I guess put it out on the street. You couldn't go back and get it or you didn't want it? It didn't seem worth it? Kind of both. Yeah. A little of both. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I'd lost a lot of stuff in that move. Um, I had some of it packed up and taken to my sister's, and it's still in storage in our place. I should check that. Um, but, yeah, the rest of it, I had, I like, paid some friends to just take, get rid of it. Yeah. And he was like, get this stuff out of my place right now. And I was like, oh, I don't even, you know what, I'll take this as an opportunity <laughs> for cleansing. Yeah. Start yeah. over. You, you got Marie Kondo'd. I did. Against your will. I did. What? Every now and then I'm like, oh, I miss that that framed picture of a monkey. But that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sucks, though. Did but we it, talk about this when you were last on? Because we, we, we did a real... Di- for people who n- need more. <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah, I did a like real a deep dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go look um, at that episode. Yeah, that's, was, that it, was... It, it, it ended up being like a ago. real... It was good. I, I, I really started over here and I had a, a little apartment, a little studio apartment with nothing in it except a bed on the floor and uh, some <laughs> Bloom County and Farside collections that I bought at the Iliad and a TV. And mm. I thought that was, that was it. Um, and that was good. Uh, it's kind of good to like, purge and i had already gone through all this stuff there and been like this these are the things i really need on my move in new york Mm -hmm. so like it took the important stuff but i mean did that suck to break up oh yeah unexpectedly like that oh yeah well i mean it wasn't completely unexpectedly like i had moved to california oh i thought i guess the part i no yeah i mean i I thought the plan was he was gonna follow you what yeah that was the plan but also at the same time not the sign of a great situation yeah one person's like i'm gonna go across the country and then at some point you're gonna come too Mm -hmm. we'll make this work right um because yeah i was trying to have a career in new york and there just wasn't work there Mm -hmm. for me and so i was like oh my gosh i'm and i was staying there for him because he had a job there uh that he he worked for his parents and he was like i can't leave it for a few years so I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll wait it out. And then I was like, I'm waiting out like my youth here and I'm going to be too old for mm. getting work if I keep waiting this yeah. out. And I'm not completely confident that he's actually going to come. So mm. I'm going to go and then he'll follow. And then he did not. So, But was it like an angry breakup? No. Well, I think he was a little but- angry, but I also don't. We we tried and it just didn't work out. Mm. Um, nobody cheated on anybody. Nobody lied to anybody. It just like eventually we very much wanted different things. Like he wanted to be in New York. Right. I wanted to be out here. Um, yeah, and I, he's I, as far as I know, 
very happy and has a has a totally different type of life now. Does he still work for his parents? I believe so, yes. Well, I feel like you should just buy a framed photo of a monkey. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, that's the only thing that I'm like, oh, that thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Eliza, it was so nice to have you back on. It was nice to catch up with you. Everyone, buy tickets to... July 16th, Eliza Skinner hosting your late night show tonight. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, link will be in the episode summary of this on AllisonRosen.com, but also you could just go to NowhereComedy.com is where we so. think you go yeah. um, to buy tickets. So don't miss out on that. It's going to be great. Uh, tell them what else they should be looking out for if there's anything else you want to plug. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner and Instagram at, at Eskins. Um, I think I have a podcast, a new podcast coming out shortly with my boyfriend. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, called Death Spiral. It's about us playing board games, which we do a lot. He's uh, a, a, a fledgling game designer. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It's funny. That sounds awesome. Uh, I'm an Amazon influencer. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but if you go to amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen, amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen, put together all these curated lists of things that I love and that I use and that I recommend. You can shop my podcast gear. Although there's a new microphone that has just come out that I, I am I going to add it to my list? I don't know. That's why you got to just Go there to see. Will the Shure MV7. Do you know about this microphone, Tony? No. It is. It has a USB and an XLR output. And I think it's like a smaller version of the Shure SM7B. Mm-hmm. Will it make my list? I don't know. Oh, I, I can't wait to find it. <laughs> I know, everyone. Yeah. Uh, that was some real tech talk. Oh, for yeah. the people who are hang- but anyway the point being i've got my podcasting gear on there question mark on the new microphone i've got kids stuff daniel's corner house stuff candles food and drink all sorts of fun stuff go there again patreon.com slash allison rosen also <laughs> i know that you guys know this but do you know know it I have a book out, Tropical Attire and Courage and Other Phrases That Scare Me. And I was looking at it the other night and I was like, you know, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> so <laughs> I think, I think it, maybe it's just been a while since I've read my own writing and was and reminded myself that I am a writer, but go I, just buy it. Maybe you'll agree with me that it's good. I don't know. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. And if you like what you're hearing, five stars, please. <laughs> I'm just thirsty at this point. No, you're doing your job. Part of your job is promo. That's right. You're being a responsible worker. I'm being responsible. (laughs) I'm just like Moltisanti said. I think it was him. I'm a soldier. But what I'm a soldier for is Alison Rosen's new best friend. Mm -hmm. And also childish. Just make sure you're subscribed or following in whatever app you're in. And then you'll get it automatically. You don't have to think about it every week. You probably know how to get a podcast. You're, you've made it this far. But in case you just arrived, thank you for listening. I love you. Tony, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at... Tony Thaxton! And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh, and I'll promote uh, 
waking up early not 5 a.m early but wake up early oh uh, i also i have a, an album um uh regarding my lovers uh you can get that it's funny it's uh, my stand-up and music and you can watch um earth to ned on disney plus that's my tv show and jordan morris writes on that too right yeah yeah he was one of my writers I really like the title regarding my lovers. Thank you. That's funny. I need to go check that out. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. 